Hello one and all, and welcome to the 173rd episode of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, recorded on February 14th, 2022. Happy Valentine's Day, one and all. On the podcast today, we have a man who, for no particular reason whatsoever, is uh, going to put out into the world what his take on Bender Bending Rodriguez is. Andrew Clark. Yeah, I was going to say. No introduction. Um like what my take on like the situation is like well, let's yeah. say hypothetically they need to replace bender's voice or the character oh, entirely my take as in my performance version of bender yeah <laughs> oh okay i thought yeah. you wanted my opinion on the situation with bender um no. okay give me give me a line to say give me a line to say as bender bite my shiny metal ass <laughs> <laughs> Andrew takes pride in his voices. I'm excited for this. No, I don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> this is very difficult. No, no, this is a part of the process. This is physical struggle. Okay, I'm smoking a cigar. I'm smoking a cigar. I'm drinking beer. I'm Bender Bender Rodriguez. You can bite my shiny metal ass. I don't hate that. No, it's not bad. No, it's it's like an it's like an impression that an actor would do mm-hmm. of a real person when they're portraying them, and like you know they don't want to like nail the impression, but they're getting like the yeah. energy that 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 real life person put out, and like it's a totally legitimate choice to make. <laughs> when you, when you don't have the same exact vocal quality, it's basically impossible to do a real impression. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he captured the energy there. I feel like that was really... I think that would be spot on if Futurama were ever a stage play. <laughs> the, there's, that, there's that accent expert on YouTube who like mm-hmm. breaks down accents and performances and shit for whatever, Wired or whatever the fuck, whoever does those random videos. And yeah, like one of his, he always talk about it, and it's like an evocation. And and he would grade them differently than like a direct impression. It's, where like they're the going for yeah yeah. Like, it's it's this actor's take on mm-hmm. yeah. No, you're not looking for a vocal double that mm-hmm. just sounds the exact same. You're you're looking for someone's take, someone's performance of that person. Yeah. So. Yeah. And right, now I'll, to I'll give put my you... application in. Sorry. Yeah. And now to give his own take on the character of Bending B. Rodriguez, Ryan Holtz. We're just going to do this again. <laughs> Shut up, baby. You know it. That was more Zapran again. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. I know it, even. I didn't even get the line right. Who knows? <laughs> we watched too much Zap-heavy Futurama yeah, last night. Yeah. So. It was a happenstance. A fine happenstance, but... Hmm. Also, I'm Lucas Derider. I can't do a bender. Oh, fuck but... <laughs> you. Come on. You are not getting away with that shit. Come on. Uh, how does... I'm going to go start my own delivery company with blackjack and hookers. There you go. Vote now for your replacement of John DiMaggio. <laughs> Who gets to scab for him? 
Who's that voice actor? It's John DiMaggio. <laughs> I think it's a Mr. Ryder. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Chris Sabat, best known for voicing Vegeta, Piccolo, and just a uh, host of other characters, put out a tweet fake announcing that he was going to be the new voice of Bender, and then immediately followed up with, of course this is bullshit, Hulu, pay John DiMaggio, anyone who takes this role is a scab. Which, fair. I, yeah. I mean, yes. The pro- We don't know the figures they're throwing around. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, by that logic, Do- John DiMaggio could demand... 20 million dollars an episode (laughs) and like if they replace him that like they're an evil company and the person who replaces him is a scab and it's like well we don't know how unreasonable john dimaggio's being um i think he was asking for like 1.2 million (laughs) it's fucking a lot man (laughs) that Uh, is a lot of money um also i will say like if you're a voice actor and so someone's like, hey, we're going to pay you not as much as what he's asking for. We're going to pay you like $500,000 and and you're going to like get a good voice acting credit. I think most people would be like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I am poor I... and I need money. <laughs> they're not going to cast a no-namer, though. They'd have to yeah. get someone legit if they're going to replace him. So. You know what? This strikes me as a Troy Baker move as he descends further into being a heel. First it was the NFTs, then it was scabbing for also, other he, voice actors. he backed out of the NFTs. Okay. In the weirdest way possible, too. He, He's like, I like, heard you guys, and I've changed my mind. Kind of, but it was even ruder than that. He never really acknowledged why NFTs are bad. He was just like, after due consideration... I'm going to move away from this project. I guess not all people who disagree with me are haters. I mean, again, like, not liking NFTs is, is like, just a thing that you don't like. Liking NFTs makes you stupid. It doesn't make you, like, a bad person. So I don't know if someone who's like i'm going to do nfts and then gets shat on and then goes like oh never mind i don't want to do this anymore has to be like okay i've heard you guys uh i'm wrong and here's all the reasons why i'm wrong and i will go kill myself now are snake oil salesmen bad people (laughs) i get no i'm genuinely asking if you are engaging Okay. It's a fucking straw man. All right, apparently bit, Bitcoin salesman from 2010 made people billions of dollars. Like, snake oil doesn't have inherent value. That No, but it did make some people thousands of dollars back then. Yeah. yeah. The, the people selling the snake oil, not the people buying the snake oil. Mm. If, you, if you bought Bitcoin any time within the last decade, you're remarkably wealthy now if you held until now which you probably didn't so andrew i want your read on this because i'm still trying to decipher this restaurant's name i'm not going to go their exact name because i don't want to give away too much information about where i live but exact name yeah there's a bar uh near me now that is billing itself as a crypto bar is it just a bar that accepts 
cryptocurrency is I'm in. not sure. I'm I am sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't know anything about this place, and I guarantee that its whole shtick is that it's just a bar that you can use crypto to pay for drinks. Or have, like, an open tab Mm -hmm. or that kind of thing. When you go there, they have a bunch of, like, naked GPUs running. Yeah. And and the room is 40 degrees, and you uh, pedal uh, an electric bicycle to power the GPUs. Give it, yeah. Getting free drinks, depending on how much you pedal. Yeah, the, the, the crypto part of the crypto bar is that you are mining. Yeah. Like, physically <laughs> mining. Physically. Like, in the same way that, like, a craft bar is a bar where you go and do crafts, a crypto bar is a bar where you go and mine crypto. Yeah. No, 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 you still have to pay for the drinks. You don't get any of the mine oh, crypto. Okay. You, you pay with cash. Um, <laughs> for a beer or like a Manhattan or something, and then yeah, you are physically using your labor to power the crypto miners. I so this and do you just... get the crypto or does no, no 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 you don't get it. <laughs> this is like a Tom Sawyer situation Duh, Ryan, where they're of course like you don't get the crypto. It's the it's act like Tom's... of mining that is fun. <laughs> this crypto bar, yeah, it's like boy, it sure is fun. Just this manual labor to. Power all these uh, fucking video cards that mine cryptocurrency. It's kind of like, um, I don't know if it's still a thing. I'm sure it is still like a thing in very small places. But like you, there are tourist mines, like physical mines where you can go and they're like, yeah. be a prospector and pan for gold. You don't, you pay to do that and you do not keep the gold. Oh, uh, oh I've been to places where you keep it. Oh, oh really? Yeah. In the Dells, they have a bunch of like panning places in all of them. You, you keep what you find. Oh. Yeah, most of the time it's just like tiny little shitty yeah. semi-precious gems, but people have found legit shit like and they yeah. get to keep it. And that's that's what they use for advertising, you know, like they're like it's like the lottery advertising all of its winners and being like, "Look, could be you." Like, mm-hmm. "Look, this woman found like a $8,000 diamond." Like, could be you. And then <laughs> In reality, that's happened exactly once, and it was a fluke, and they <laughs> yeah. were like, uh, we better make this into a giant marketing thing, otherwise we're taking a huge dive. I, it's weird that the lottery needs to advertise, right? It's like yeah, it's cigarettes exactly. advertise. It makes so much I, sense. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair. Yeah. Mm. It tracks. They want as many suckers pouring money into that as possible. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of the lottery. The lottery only works because right. there are so many people buying tickets that the one person that does win gets an insane amount of cash. Mm. Well, they set it up so that, you know, the jackpot becomes larger based on when no one wins because right. not enough people bought tickets. So it's basically prohibitively, it does not pay out until enough tickets have been bought, basically. Well, the lottery is not like a, yeah, and there's one ticket that has the number. Like, it is just right. a random assortment of numbers. Multiple people can win at once. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's why it's yeah. like mathematically they set it up so that the odds are that basically no one wins until there's a large mm-hmm. sum of money that's been generated by no one winning. Like, And that's when they can actually pay out because like millions and millions and millions of tickets are purchased, so finally the number mathematically is likely to happen that's why you never ever fucking choose your own number because (laughs) human psychology aligns enough with other people that you're going to be way more likely to split if you pick numbers so come on one two three four five let's do this (laughs) you imagine if that won 
chaos of Die. thousands of winners. <laughs> that, was, that was a subplot in a Ned's Declassified episode. Oh, yeah. Deep cut. You're welcome, five people out there who get this. All right, that's all the opening shtick that I have. It's time to get down to business in News of the Week. There was a Nintendo Direct that I would say people had one of two reactions of. The first reaction was for younger gamers, uh, particularly like, okay, yeah, this was fine. But if you are an older gamer with weirder tastes, this was one of the best Nintendo Directs ever. And as an older gamer with weirder tastes, I had a very fun time with this. Minus this first item, which was a cold open to Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. It's out June 24th, my birthday, and is the exact opposite of what I wanted for the series. <laughs> What's the problem with this new Fire Emblem, Lucas? So, the problem with the modern Fire Emblem franchise right now outside of the sexualization of seemingly underage characters, um, which I know is a big caveat, but... That's the classic. That's every everything, right? Yeah, yeah kind of. Um, <laughs> uh, is the fact that Fire Emblem... Like, the past two new Fire Emblem stories have to be these big, like, huge scope stories that by virtue of covering a lot of different perspectives, aren't actually saying anything or advocating for a specific belief, which is the kind of art that I tend to enjoy. And Fire Emblem Three Houses was particularly guilty of this, and this game seems to be more of the same. I would have loved it if the next Fire Emblem game had a more uh, dialed-in focus and told the story of a handful of characters rather than dozens of them. But yeah, whatever. I, people like these characters, and it makes sense that uh, Nintendo would try to milk milk them for even more money. So, rad. Advance Wars Reboot Camp is thankfully still happening out April 8th. No Man's Sky is coming to Switch this summer. Do either of you know of anyone who's still playing No Man's Sky? Why am I still hearing about that in 2022? Didn't it get, like, a bunch the of premium updates. version of Fallout 76, like, Redemption, where it was like, no, they actually really supported the shit out of this, and it is now a pretty good game. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Got, like, Fallout 76 on steroids, where it did get a redemption, actually, yeah. delivered. It just took years to do so. But then it, people are into it. People are still playing this game. Yeah. Huh? I think, I think so, more yeah. people are playing it now than they did when it first came out fair i totally outside of that bubble good for no man's sky fans fucking great for everyone else great for society great for the world that mario strikers is back motherfuckers mario strikers battle league is out june 10th fucking rad that's what's this what's the What's the conceit? What makes it different from old Strikers? It's on the Switch. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. 
You keep falling for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) All you fuckers keep falling for this shit. I can't keep getting away with this. It's Battle League, so what does that mean? Like, online support? Uh, yeah, I assume there's going to be online. Um, what if they're like, no. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Nintendo, man. It's also super low poly and runs at, like, 240 <laughs> FPS and or two, 240p. I was going to say 240 FPS, damn. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? That's the best Switch game <laughs> oh my ever. God. It doesn't matter how low poly it is with how smooth those frames are going to feel. Hmm. Uh, here's how it's different. Rosalina is in it. Can't say that oh. about past Strikers games. Another woman character who, when she gets knocked into the electric fence, will give a oddly orgasmic wail. <laughs> Shit was so weird. They knew what they were fucking doing. Anyone who's played Strikers on the GameCube, they knew exactly what the fuck they were doing, and you can't tell me anything else. Fair, okay. I I respect that take. Maybe uh, Splatoon three is eerier than ever. Niche tactical RPG front mission is getting a remake out this summer. A remake of the sequel is coming later this year. I might be becoming a mech guy because I kind of want to check this one out. I'm definitely a tactics guy. Actually, yeah, you know, yeah. This might be this might be the year of tactics. I'm gonna be tactical Lucas this year. Is tactics just another name for like turn-based RPG? Or when is it's it, on or a is grid? A, it's, oh, it's on a grid. Okay. Yeah. So okay. it's turn-based RPG, but chess. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's cool shit. Okay. Front mission seems like cool shit. Looking forward to checking it out. Uh, Andrew, this one is for you specifically. Star Wars The Force Unleashed is getting a port to Switch on April 20th. Look, dude, okay, I am sure this is just my brain memory being <laughs> very bad, but I, okay. Uh, the Force Unleashed came out in, like, what, like 2008? Yeah. Um, and it came out on, like, the PlayStation three whatever mm-hmm. at that point um and like the xbox 360 and also the wii and yeah. the wii was specifically like a dumbed down version of the game not just like graphically but like they shortened the game and there were fewer features i played this game on the wii yeah and i saw the tra- trailer for the switch version it looks worse <laughs> it, it, it looks worse than the wii version and again that's probably just my memory serving me incorrectly mm-hmm. it does not look good i mean doesn't matter if it looks good though no, if you can no, swing around the joy con to move your lightsaber and hold down l2 to force lightning people even though you're a jedi which still no, doesn't make a, any sense but it's you're cool not a shit. jedi you're a sith in that game you're a bad guy well no but in the multiplayer oh there's multiplayer yeah, yeah. oh I not in the remember- switch version <laughs> I, I, oh, oh in, the, in the Switch version, there was like a side-by-side fighter game style. Yes. Like, yeah. That's where I remember playing with you. And that was actually fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm sold. Let's fucking get it. <laughs> Spectacular. Remaster of Chrono Cross coming out on April 7th. I, I, man, I got to playing chrono trigger about 20 years late and it looks like i'm about to do the same thing for chrono cross let's 
go, I guess. It would be 20 years late. Yeah. You're going to play Chrono Cross in 2042? Oh, no, from when it uh, originally came out. I played the DS port of, port remake, whatever, of Chrono Trigger, and I guess I'm maybe probably going to play the Switch port of Chrono Cross. Yeah. Got it. Hmm. When did Chrono Cross come out? Oh, man, I want to say it was like 99. It was a PlayStation 1 game. It was 99. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Fucking goddammit. Time! More Kirby in the Forgotten Lands footage. He can half-transform into a car and other inanimate objects thanks to mouthful mode. It's very important. Hmm. They had to have a name. Was this just lost in translation? I or? I have yet to hear the Japanese version of what this form of Kirby is, but uh, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm down for mouthful mode. Good for Kirby. So, okay, so he takes on a car's form, but he doesn't quite engulf the car. No. That's what mouthful mode is? Yes, he is. Like, he's, like, fucking horrifically stretched over the car but can't quite fully engulf it mm-hmm. but somehow still that lets him control the car yes he's draping himself over cars vending machines traffic cones and uh piloting them you say some of those things seem much bigger than others yeah like, his mouth is inconsistently full it's true sometimes it takes a traffic cone sometimes it takes a fucking no. just a regular old car <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. Apparently someone's already modded it into Mario Kart. Yeah. That's fun. Very cool. Uh, oh, yeah. It's also going to have some RPG elements in it, apparently. You can uh, upgrade the different forms Kirby has when he inhales enemies. So, yeah, I'm down for it. I, I was already down for it. I'm just further down for it now. The Klonoa platformer games are getting remastered for the Switch... I didn't know what Klonoa was until this redirect, uh, this Switch, no, this Nintendo Direct came out, and a bunch of people freaked out about, oh my god, Klonoa's coming back, hell yeah. (laughs) And then I discovered a bunch of Klonoa advertisements from the, the late 90s and early aughts that seemingly acknowledge that Klonoa's name sounds like a venereal disease, so... Yeah, it makes me think of Cloaca, if I'm going to be honest. Oh, yeah. Cloaca. Uh, Ryan, that's not an actual link. Yeah, I know. That link really didn't work, huh? No. Can I, I don't know. Copy I found paste something it? disturbing, and I'm no. going to share it with you whether you want it or not. Is right. not Keep reached. it running, Lucas. Keep it going. Oh, here we go. Newgrounds. That one go? That one actually oh, worked. Oh, no. Oh, Newgrounds is going to be something no. weird. It's loading very slow. What the fuck is this? It's, it's like old-timey, like line-by-line... Oh. I don't like it. Why Kirby is he a mouthful mode. Taking over a woman? It's mouthful mode. Oh. It's a hyper realistic drawing of Kirby mouthful mode. Ah. Oh, there's a YouTube video. Oh. It's just oh. the model spinning. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's fair. Keep it going. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, the Portal games are coming to the Switch this year. Uh, congratulations, Ryan, on that one, I guess. Why? I'm, we have it on computer. You're, yeah, you're in a Switch household now. You can borrow that and play Portal anywhere. I have Portal on all sorts of stuff. Oh, now you can have it on Switch, too. Whoa. For money? <laughs> For money. Wow. The previously Japan-only Live Alive... Live Alive? Live Alive? I, I don't know. Live Live? <laughs> JRPG is getting the HD 2D treatment out in July. I'm also going to pay money for this. It, it seems like a weird anthology about the trial of the human spirit and fighting against our innate... An innate inclination towards uh, being sad and depressed. This is from 1994. Yeah. You're going to be playing a lot of games from the 90s just because they're on the Switch now. Fine. We'll figure out if they count for uh, they will the not top count. 10. We'll, Absolutely fucking will no. not count. It'll depend. We'll see. Maybe. No. Look. Okay, I don't know what this game is or what it's like, but, like, I've heard people describe video games the way you just did before, where it's like, oh, it's like a deep look into the human soul and what the spirit's capable of mm. under the worst circumstances, and then it's just like a a dating visual novel <laughs> <laughs> about finding the right senpai. There's a, there's a cute little robot shaped like a ball in Live Alive. His name is Cube. I'm excited for it. We is that lost in translation? Oh, sorry. No. Title. I, I don't know. Problem? Like Some Japanese media is odd in that they'll just throw letters in the middle of their Hunter x Hunter. Who the fuck knows? Hunter x Hunter makes more sense. It's like in English. Like yeah. an English developer could come up with that title. Live a live or live alive live alive like none of those make sense live a life wouldn't be a bad title but exactly didn't name live it a life that. would work mm. that'd be sims yeah i can't an offshoot of sims me's are in the new wii sports spiritual successor it's called nintendo switch sports and yeah i don't like that the me's have legs in this game Feels Do they wrong. Have legs in Wii Sports Resort? Or am I mistaken? I don't think so. I think they were just bobbling around. We weren't really a Wii Sports Resort household. That's I only fair. ever played that with friends. We had OG Wii Sports. Yeah, Let's see. I Wii know. Sports Resort. I don't think I ever played Wii Sports. Yeah, they Resort. absolutely. They had legs. Oh, weird. Yeah. I don't like it. Well. They're just people. Like, I'm watching the trailer now. Like for Wii Sports uh, or uh, Nintendo Switch Sports, mm. yeah. Like I'm gonna play the fuck out of this. I'm gonna be honest. Um, All right, rad. Wii Sports was like one of the more important games ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. When does this I, come out? Um, I didn't write that one down. I'm sorry. 4, 20, and I don't April know 29th. Hey, cool. There we go. There's soccer. Uh, there's golf. There's tennis. Golf will fighting. be coming later. Oh. Uh, There's swords. Ooh, okay. 
Hell yeah. It just went like full gore. Like, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Stabbing the other me in the gut and just like leaking everywhere. Just like, oh, the horror. And the final. All the other games are just like, pass it to Amy so she can make the three. And then it's just finish him. Yeah, it's the game <laughs> he, of he is suffering. You must put him out of his thing. misery. Right, yeah. right in the back of the head through the mouth. <laughs> The quickest way to immediately end his suffering is to plunge your blade through his brain stem, thus shutting off all vital operations. Mom, Go I'm help. scared. Go help Timmy throw a curveball. <laughs> I'm dead serious about this. I will fucking kill you <laughs> if you let someone suffer. <laughs> you need to end it. I don't care what it costs. The new Taiko drum game has Megalovania in it because, of course, Triangle Strategy is out soon but has a playable demo yeah, demo that covers the first three chapters of the game and will have save transfers, so I might check that out depending on how my schedule works out. Uh, Metroid Dread now has a free update with more difficulty modes. A boss rush mode is in the works. Mother 1 and 2 are now on Nintendo Switch Online. Suck it. Mother 3 stands who desperately want that game to come out in the West. It's not going to. Just just play the very good pirated translation that's online. Mario Kart 9 is not happening. Instead, we're getting remastered courses from previous games as paid DLC. That's right. You can spend more money on Mario Kart 8, a game that came out in... 2016 i want to say look i i i'll be the first one to like clown on people that are like super huge nintendo stands that just buy the same game every like three years for the rest of their life but but gta 5 came out like 10 years ago and people still buy that shit like although they it's different because it's not paid DLC. All the DLC is free. Um, they came out at similar times. Oh, yeah. GTA V came out in September of 2013. Mario Kart 8 came out in May of 2014. Yeah. So they're actually oh. somewhat comparable. Yeah. <laughs> I, huh. And people, you know, have then bought the PS4 version and the Xbox One version of GTA V. And then now they're going to buy this generation's version of it. I'm happy for people who are still into Mario Kart. I'm glad they're eating. I specifically didn't buy it for Switch because I bought Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U. And I'm like, that's fine. I got I got enough mileage out of this. I'm not putting down another 60 bucks. Yeah. Remember y'all had like one of the two Wii U's in the entire floor? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just was a shit head, like a shit launch and no one ever cared mm-hmm. they were like what oh, is this the wii i'm so confused but then you guys had the latest nintendo shit yeah because of it and last but not least for the latest nintendo shit xenoblade chronicles 3 is really fucking anime even without the big titty rabbit lady out september 2022 I found out recently uh, when this was announced that apparently the reason all characters in Xenoblade are British is because Nintendo America didn't want to put any money into localizing the game. 
So they outsourced it to England and they hired all British voice actors. And now it's apparently a popular series. And because of that decision, it has to be British. That's fun. That's fun for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Continuity. I. Yeah, good Nintendo Direct. I saw this and saw like four games, four or five games that I'm definitely going to play. So, yeah. I'm eating. I'm enjoying it. Thank you, Nintendo, for making something for me, even if it upset a lot of other people. But they can suck it. I feel like you've said that a lot over the course of this podcast. Fuck yeah! This is Lucas's time! I'm eating. Yeah. Yeah. I'm eating. I'm nom 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 nom. I'm having my own mouthful mode right now. This is Lucas's mouthful mode. Just Nintendo Direct. Lucas has taken over Nintendo Direct, and every product coming out is specifically tailored to his interests. I. It's just the Wojak the, of the guy pointing behind him <laughs> with the open mouth. Yeah. Okay. All right. Enough of my shit. Uh, even though this next thing is kind of my shit, we alluded to it before. Futurama is being revived again. For a new season on Hulu, uh, John DiMaggio is seemingly holding out for more money. Uh, he's the voice of Bender and I believe a handful of other uh, supporting characters. Um, this will likely be resolved and it's probably just John DiMaggio negotiating in the press a little bit. But yeah, you know, weird. Fucking, I, I don't know, man. I like Futurama, but also... Things can end, and that's okay. And none of Futurama's two or three other endings are as good as the first time it ended. So I, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to do with another season of Futurama. I don't know. I, I really like watching Futurama. And yeah, it, it has ended enough times at this point where I'm pretty confident that even if this season isn't good, or if the ending of this season isn't good... I'll still be able to enjoy Futurama. <laughs> like, it's not going to ruin any of it for me. So, look, it, it might not be good, but there's a chance that it is good and that it is just more really good Futurama shit, and I'm excited. Is this happening because not enough people watched Disenchanted? Matt Groening thought he had to line them up again, I guess? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's on Netflix. It got a fourth season. Yeah, which is it must be doing okay. That's coming soon. I don't hear anyone talking about it though. I'm pretty dialed into entertainment Twitter, the weird animated community, animated TV programming community, and nothing. Crickets, crickets for disenchanted. People losing their disenchantment. Yeah. Okay, now I know it's not doing very well. They <laughs> went with a bad version of that name, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. Should have hired you, Lucas. Then they would have gotten a Netflix deal. <laughs> hey! Okay, and now we're pivoting right back into something that is exactly my bullshit. They're turning Optimus Prime and Megatron into anime girl figure, figures, and I have thoughts. I have thoughts on this. Are you, are you eating, Lucas? I mean, kind of. Okay, so I'm going to start with the positive stuff. 
the design they have for Megatron Anime Girl, you know what? We're getting pretty close there. Like, that was pretty close to the essence of Megatron. Um, maybe... It's like a Nazi. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, she what do you think Megatron's like... about? Eh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Megatron is Nazi-coded. <laughs> <laughs> Megatron's just a bad guy. Like... Megatron doesn't have any nuance. He's yeah, Megatron's all about fascism. He's actually a subtle commentary on the slow fascist creep. This alien truck jet monster. Yeah. Oh, but, mm, hold on. Hold on. Megatron, right, you're about to make that argument. Megatron doesn't transform okay. into a truck. He transforms. He's a jet or whatever the fuck. Right? So later... First, he transforms into a gun, which is why I'm saying it's cool (laughs) that this version of Megatron just has a giant-ass gun. That's on brand for Megatron. Doesn't Optimus Prime have a gun, probably? Yeah. Like, what do you think is in that briefcase that she has? Probably a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we are using feminine pronouns for these versions of the character. Tell her friends not to come to school tomorrow. (laughs) Oh. Hey, someone's watching Smiling Friends. (laughs) What? It's a classic joke. That's right. Okay. It's all over the place, man. Uh, But no, yes, the Megatron Megatron lady should be a little more overtly evil and also tired, you know? She is overtly evil. (laughs) I feel like you, me, and Andrew disagree. Oh. She literally looks like a Nazi commandant. (laughs) Is it the hat? Yeah. Part of it. (laughs) Yes. Part of it. The jacket. Definitely the hat. Yeah, the jacket coming off her shoulders. That's like literally classic villain shit yeah all right the, she looks like she is in the ss but if they allowed big tittied women into the ss which maybe they did i don't know they do in in yeah like yeah. remade videos about it you mm-hmm. know uh megatron uh, not megatron uh, optimus prime's anime girl version is just wrong though they don't they don't get what optimus prime is about they're trying to do a Sydney from Final Fantasy XV thing here, and that doesn't work for Optimus Prime as a character. Optimus Prime is about logistics and running shit and keeping a tight ship, not not this fucking energetic, there we go, character design. You have this for Bumblebee. You put that character design in Bumblebee's color palette. That works. Not Optimus Prime, though. Also, I realize now how foolhardy this bit might be, considering we are creating something in an auditory medium right now. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll link to link to this in the in the show notes. Yeah, probs. Yeah, probably. Or Google it. Google Have that it. on your search history forever. Yeah. Be degenerates like us. It's not Ooh. pornographic, so you won't get in trouble. But if people see you looking at it, they prill, they will probably think of you differently. Oh, that's up. Yeah. Hmm. I'll never give it back. And we're about to talk about another degenerate in the meme corner. Markiplier trended over the weekend because he did smash or pass for every Pokemon. How... How many smashes? Some interesting ones. How many smashes did he have? 72 smashes. Oh, yeah. my God. Out of 898. They were... If, you, if anyone wants the full list, here, I'll link it. They were what you would expect. Uh, the first one was Beedrill. 
The first smash was Beedrill. Oh my god. That's not what you would expect. I'm sorry, you don't live dangerously, Ryan? Oh my god, it's a fucking bee. <laughs> <laughs> There's no human aspect of Beedrill. It's not even, like, anthropomorphized. <laughs> fucking Lapras. Uh, I get that. Snake. That you makes sense. That? Diglett. Dugtriel. Weeping, Weeping Bell? Bell is basically just a cock Oh, that Come one's... On. Okay. Okay. It's a right, plant with a ninja. face. Yeah. Ninja. Ninja's hot. Yeah. Magneton is just a bunch of magnets. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Waylord? <laughs> what? Oh, boy. This is... What is that copy pasta from? Where it's, like, super problematic now, but it's... Do you think you could... Do you think you could fuck a whale and it wouldn't consent it could just kill you if it didn't like what was going down what is that from am i crazy am i making this up <laughs> look i don't know what okay. kind of shit fine. you see on the internet fine <laughs> well I, what pokemon markiplier wants to fuck apparently yeah yeah i don't know i don't know what the worst of all of these is mm. there's a lot unfezient is just a, a lot bird. of pokemon Wait, no, okay, the female version of that does. Okay, yeah, never mind. Honestly, Beedrill. Beedrill? Beedrill might be the weirdest one, and it's apparently the first one he said smash. I... Sigalith doesn't make a lot of sense. What's Sigalith? That's not what I'm familiar with. What if Pokemon was just the Nazca lines? <laughs> Is that what they thought? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, no fucking idea. No. <laughs> I think it's random. Vanillux, the ice cream cone Pokemon, our yeah. favorite one. Does he fuck the just keychain with the keys the attached keys. to it? No. No, keys didn't make it. I feel like I know what Gumi and Sligu are. <laughs> Just from those names. I, I googled Chargebug, and it is just a rectangle. Yeah. <laughs> Gumi. Gumi's pretty good. <laughs> Gumi might be my favorite Pokemon. Gumi's great. <laughs> Look how fucking Gumi. <laughs> Gumi, he's, 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 Gumi's doing it He's best. a dragon type. Yeah. He's yeah, Gumi's <laughs> trying, man. What the fuck? Well, Gumi evolves. Gumi's shitty, but like it's one of those where it becomes decent yeah. as it goes on. But Gumi is like fucking weird. It's like Magikarp into fucking Gyarados mm -hmm. or uh, fucking Pupitar into Tyranitar. Yeah. But <laughs> Gumi God. itself, just on its own, is pretty. We're all there. What's what's Sligu or Sligu? Uh, Gumi's second, ev uh, first evolution. Oh, so he didn't do the final? No, he knocked Gudra, which, all right, doesn't like him thick. Fair enough, Markiplier. Gudra's the most anthropomorphized yeah. by uh, far. Right? He, smash he smashes uh, Senesti, which is just a cup of tea yeah. with a face. Yeah, why not? Ooh. That sounds about right. Mm, I don't like him fucking Snom. <laughs> Snom. Snom might be the least sexualized Pokemon. I'm not cool with that. 
I mean, what about the one that's just letters or whatever? The Unknown? No, there's one that's like different letters. I don't know. And you can find different letters of unknown. the same Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, is it yes, unknown? Yeah, it's they call it unknown? Yeah. Oh. There you go. Which is an awful name. I don't know. Snom kind of looks like a butt. <laughs> on the front yeah. <laughs> Look, I can I can give this man a pass on that one. <laughs> Does have a little bit of a butt mouth. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if Snom is the least sexual. The ice, butt. though, you'd get... Uh, okay. The one so the, there's ice cream cone. Okay, oh, in okay. the first five that he does, there's a bee with drills for hands <laughs> and a group of magnets. Yeah, and a snake. And a snake. Our book has vibes. Come on, <laughs> Lucas. I am worried about what are the you. vibes, Lucas? Domineering. Tell us the vibes. Intimidating. Dom- Projecting. Snake. It is a two-dimensional image and has never been anything more. Maybe if you put the work in, you can get to the real person underneath. You can find out what happened to them that made them put out such a such such a projection of themselves. You're saying you're saying Markiplier wants to fuck Arbok because he wants to fix them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or maybe as a snake. Lamia, Lamia fetish. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be what it'll be. Mm. Um, also, before we leave the meme corner, just because I was looking at Twitter for whatever else we were looking at, um, I'm sure Jade's all over this, Andrew. But Trisha Paytas is pregnant. Yeah, actually, um, while my computer was rebooting right before this, Jade came in and said Trisha Paytas is pregnant. <laughs> Trisha Paytas is going to be a family YouTuber. Oh. Just gonna be oh, man. weird. The the sign of the apocalypse could not be any yeah, more clear. Look, the Bengals. We'll talk about this later. The Bengals had the chance to close the mm-hmm. portal and they failed, they and now Patricia oh, is pregnant. So she legitimately the Antichrist. Like legitimately, there's a chance. There's a shot. Yeah. There's a shot. It's the Antichrist. <laughs> like if we're if we're taking bets on in the Vegas line, like. She's definitely going to be leading the pack of yeah. women most likely to give birth to the Antichrist. Um, also, Kanye uh, posted on Instagram Kim Kardashian's text to him, basically trying to get him to stop coming after Pete Davidson yeah. because she thinks one of his fans is going to fucking kill Pete Davidson. Yeah. And then he posted and said, like, hey, don't, don't do anything. My wife said to do this. Uh, I'm just gonna do it myself. Oh. And posted, like a, another picture of someone choking out a guy. Um, I know. I was I was looking at shit all night long where Kanye was posting like memes on his story about how much he hates Pete Davidson. And then he's like, "Who would win?" And then it was like Kanye and a bunch of dudes. And then Pete Davidson showing Kid Cudi a meme because. Kanye is now beefing with Kid Cudi because Kid Cudi got dinner with Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah. Also, the contact. He, he left the contact in the screenshot. It just says Kim other phone. <laughs> so I saw yeah, Ju- Julia Fox left him after two weeks of dating the craziest man in show business who is actively trying to get back with his ex the entire time. Yeah. I saw a great tweet. Pete Davidson sneaks out of an eighth grade dance to smoke a cigarette while flashing lights plays in the background. Says to his friends, 
I'm going to ruin this guy's life someday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good shit. The funniest thing is that Pete Davidson hasn't said anything about this. He doesn't need to. No, exactly. He's fucking winning so hard. I like yeah. Until some Kanye stand shoots him in the face on the street. But I mean, what's the requirement for commitment? Because they're not divorced. Like, does Kim have any power of attorney over him? Like, when it comes to that sort of thing, (laughs) it feels like we're getting there, right? I. uh... Uh, were Kim and Kanye formally married, or was it? Yeah, the, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they are still yeah, no, legally married. They're, they're just separated. This is this is problematic thinking. This is like toxic and not great. But the fact that we're living in a universe where Pete Davidson is currently cucking Kanye maybe makes some of the other stuff in this timeline worth it. Boy, damn! Why do you hate Kanye so much? I don't hate Kanye. I just love comedy. <laughs> it is very you've funny. Had, <laughs> we've had way too much like quote unquote comedy, where it's like not the Onion type shit over the last five years. Like, I, I've had enough. That's fair. I don't. I don't need it, man. <laughs> uh, you know what? Credit to Kim, too. Pete Davidson, hell of a rebound. She could do a lot worse. She has done a lot worse. Oh, <sighs> uh, yeah, that NBA player who sucked, <laughs> Chris Humphreys. Yeah. So they went all out on Chris Humphreys. He was, like, the next thing. Fucking not a good basketball player. <laughs> like, legitimately benchwarmer-level basketball player. <laughs> At least Blink Griffin was good when he was briefly the face of the NBA. Well, he was never the face of the NBA. No, but he was the face of who was dating one of the Kardashians. Kylie Jenner, right? Or who did he date? Um, I don't remember. Who did Blake Griffin date? Is that a Googleable thing? Yeah, Blake Griffin, Kardashian. Uh, Kendall. Ah, uh, she's not the youngest one, right? No, Kylie's the younger one. Oh, okay. Older. Yeah, Kylie's the young one. Kylie's the one that, you know, hooks up with, like, Devin Booker, Ben Simmons, like, the the younger generation of stars. Ah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Feels like you learned more than you wanted to know just now. I... All of it interesting, at the very least. The NBA is a soap opera. I love it. The NBA is literally a soap opera uh, that also plays sports. It's actually kind of the greatest entertainment in the mm. world. It's it's wrestling, but with real sports. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of fucking perfect. Yeah. Like, they have made something there, man. There can be drama in the NFL, but it's never on the same the same level. And that will take us into the other call and the breakouts. Yeah, like in in the NFL, like usually the biggest drama is 
one, a player asks for a trade, and two, Michael Thomas gets back on social media, and and that's about it. Yeah. Fair. NBA is a different beast, baby. It also sounds like Boba Fett is a different beast from uh, some of the other Star Wars television programming to come out lately. Andrew, what's going on? Um, well, it's done. The, okay. The first and possibly only season of Boba Fett, no one's really sure if it was meant to be like a limited series or the first season in a long-running show. Um, it was seven episodes, and it was bad. Um, we talked about it like once after like the first three episodes and I talked about how like it doesn't make any sense why Boba Fett is such a fucking idiot and like why there he is continuously bad at what he's doing the entire time and also isn't like called out for it. It's not like a, oh man, Boba Fett doesn't know what he's doing. And then he has like comeuppance and has to learn. It's just, he is bad at what he's doing. Mm. And then they're like, yep. That's our guy. That's Boba Fett. And so, like, we all know, you know, we're all Star Wars fans here. Oh, yeah. um, even though it is it is garbage. I've seen um, most of the movies. So, Boba Fett in, you know, the only Star Wars movie where he has more than a minute of screen time, and it is like a minute and a half mm-hmm. of screen time, falls into the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. The Book of Boba Fett opens up with him fighting his way out of the Sarlacc pit. And then, like, there's a bunch of flashbacks told about, like, his time, like, surviving the Sarlacc pit and then, like, getting taken in by the Tusken Raiders and learning their culture and learning that being part of a a team and, like, a tribe is important. That's all told through flashbacks when he's, like, in a healing chamber thing in In the, the like, present... Yeah, in the goop, in, like, the present day's, like, story. And it later, like, later on, it's just like, hey, this is the final flashback. The Sarlacc really did a number on you. You should get into the healing chamber and do that every once in a while until you're healed. But, like, there's never anything shown at any point that, like, he's suffering from the effects of the Sarlacc pit. And then they keep going, like, yeah, he's... In the chamber, because the Sarlacc pit did a number on him. And then, like, in episode four, which is the final flashback, they're like, all right, that was your final one. You're healed. You're done now. You're back to full strength. But, like, still nothing changed. Like, that whole thing was pointless. It didn't make any sense. And then there are two straight episodes that do not feature Boba Fett at all. The second of those two episodes literally has one two-minute scene where a Boba Fett can be seen, like, in the background standing. And that's oh. it. So he is... Two- he is there. This is the book of Boba Fett, and he is able to write these parts because he was there for them. I mean, no. Just oh. just in that one scene. Okay. In the first, and so in episode five... No, in episode six, he is not in it at all. It is just an episode of The Mandalorian. And I, I mean that literally. It is The Mandalorian from the show The Mandalorian doing stuff that is continuing the plot of the end of season two of The Mandalorian. And then episode uh, 
6 happens. So episode 5 was the Mandalorian. Episode 6 is still the Mandalorian characters and a lot of the Mandalorian and then baby Yoda and shit. And then like in the like second half of the episode, he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to go work for Boba Fett cuz he needs some help." And like Boba Fett's in the background. And th- and then they're like, "This is going to be a hard fight." But Boba Fett doesn't speak. His lady friend, who is the the only one that knows what's going on, is like the one giving the battle plan. And then then that's it. And then there's the final episode of the season, and the bad guy is revealed to be Cad Bane, a blue guy with red eyes and a cowboy hat, who I had to Google to find out who the fuck he was, because they're like, oh man, this is a big deal. No, he <laughs> because was... he was in the cartoons for yeah. a little bit. And it's supposed to have emotional weight, I'm air-quoting here, between Cad Bane and Boba Fett. Because in the cancelled last season of one of the cartoons, there is a non-greenlit script that was leaked to the public years ago where Cad Bane teaches Boba Fett how to be a bounty hunter. But you had to have known about this non-canon script that never saw the light of day for this relationship to mean anything. And it's all bullshit. It's fucking ridiculous. It's so stupid. It's kind of impressive how they managed to take all the goodwill that was generated from Boba Fett showing up for 10 minutes in The Mandalorian and... That being a pretty great sequence, and now it's just nothing. Yeah. It's it's always been a thing with the MCU where Disney is relying on forcing you to watch everything that they make in order to understand this stuff that you actually want to see. Mm -hmm. Because if I had not watched The Book of Boba Fett, and I watched the first two seasons of The Mandalorian, whenever season three comes out, I would not understand what is going on. Because... The end of season two of The Mandalorian is the Mandalorian giving up baby Yoda Mm -hmm. to go be safe and, like, do his Jedi training and shit. In the middle of the book of Boba Fett, they get back together and decide that he's not going to be a Jedi. And they're going to be, like, father and son again. So season three of The Mandalorian, which left off on the cliffhanger of them separating, is just going to start with them together. It's stupid. I hate it. I mean, maybe they'll do a thing where if you miss that episode of Boba Fett, it's... I'm sure they'll do a pre-episode recap where they'll show that happening. But look, that is bad. That's bad TV. That's bad writing. And is that validating on any level as a Star Wars fan, for lack of a better word, that the movie, the miniseries, the TV show that dumb fans have been clamoring for for decades maybe is as bad and as foolish an endeavor as what other better fans said it would be because yeah people have wanted a boba fett whatever for years and other fans have been saying that is a terrible idea boba (laughs) fett's cool but he cannot carry He's not. He wasn't a character. Yeah, they had to make him a character. Um, 
And look, it's going to be the same thing as the Marvel TV shows where it's like, yeah, I watched this one thing and that was good. Oh, fuck. There's seven shows coming out now. I'm not doing that. I can't do that shit. Like, God. Mm. Still down for season three of Mandalorian? Yeah. Look, okay. like, <laughs> no, I mean, but but that's going to be the show. Yeah. Like, if there was a second season of WandaVision, I'd watch that. If there was a second season of The Book of Boba Fett, I could not care less. No, the second season of WandaVision was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Didn't you... I wonder if Disney knows what they're doing with that trailer. I wonder if Disney knows where it's the woman who... It, it's the white woman who did tangible harm to other people, suffered some negative consequences for it, and is now saying, She's like, oh, wow, I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. I, you act out, and you're a hero. I act out, and I'm the bad guy? Doesn't seem fair. Guess I'm going to have to gaslight gatekeep girl boss my way out of this universe. All right. I don't fucking know. I got the first ending of Pokemon Legends Arceus, and I think I had more fun with this Pokemon game than any other Pokemon game in recent memory. Um, Mm. I know that a common complaint of it is that the open world is pretty barren. Uh, maybe my perspective is skewed because I just came off playing Shin Megami Tensei V and No More Heroes 3, which have incredibly barren open worlds, uh, maybe for thematic reasons, but no, I didn't think, uh, Arceus was too empty, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. Maybe 9 out of 10 game, if I had to put a number on it, um... I'm also going to push back against the idea that the writing in the game is bad. I will admit that the central story is fairly minimalistic, which is on par for Pokemon games. If you're going to a Pokemon game expecting it to say something deep about society or the human condition or anything like that, I think you're coming to it with false expectations, things that are never actually going to pay out. But... No, there's a lot of fun character writing, uh, some interesting people in this game, some total weirdos who I love, and yeah, a couple of character dynamics who, these two characters who are the heads of their respective clans are just constantly bickering and at each other's throats, but also in a way where you know that behind the scenes they are just having the most disrespectful sex with each other, and yeah, it... It's fun. It, it was a good Pokemon game. I'm enjoying it. Uh, supposedly, the odds to sh- see shiny Pokemon in this game are the same as in a regular game. But I'm seeing those fuckers everywhere I go. I, I've randomly encountered more shiny Pokemon in this game than in 20... 21 years of playing Pokemon games. And maybe that's just mean regression, but I have to believe the numbers are easier on the back end. You've been chosen by RN Jesus. Yeah. You I'm sorry, are RN. The one. Andrew, come on. RN Arceus. Be respectful. Come on. No. <laughs> it's my religion many, or nothing. How many Shinies have you seen? Um, 
I have okay. Seen and caught uh, is the same. Thankfully, I've managed to catch every shiny Pokemon yeah, I've come across. Say, you get oh yeah, thankfully. Um, I think it's about five. Uh, I have a shiny Ponyta, which is story encounter that's always built in there. Oh, uh, okay. Tentacool, Stunky. Uh, Stunky. It's just a skunk. It's just a skunk Pokemon, and it's red, and I don't. I'm going to evolve it eventually, but I, I'm not super enthused about it. Uh, Scyther, which is pretty fucking rad. I think I'm going to make that a skizzer, and it'll be gold. And then, yeah, I... No, uh, number five is a Geodude. I have a shiny Geodude. Yeah. Is it like diamond, or... I think it's red. Is it Geode? Oh, well, granite. Granite's a kind of rock. It's shiny, it's... Eh. Like really cool it should be it's like way out there yeah hmm. huh. you go. andrew what is the french dispatch and is it great i thought you liked wes anderson oh right we just talked about the french dispatch at length last I'm night i'm sorry i've been podcasting for an hour and my mind's <laughs> my mind is leaving me yeah yeah wes anderson yeah. movie yeah, no, it, it was I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was mm. very good. It's kind of like a anthology series, uh, Wes Anderson movie where it's like, yeah, there's going to be all these stories that are like 15 to 30 minutes long that are going to be told in the same style, but like just fucking bonkers, just like mm. every other Wes Anderson story. And yeah, it'll be black and white sometimes and colors other times and it's up for you to figure out when that's going to change. And it's all taking place in France, so some of the people are French, and some of them aren't. Okay. <laughs> like, Timothy Chalamet is just Timothy Chalamet, but with a mustache, and and he's speaking English in an English accent, or like an American accent, ah. with people that are speaking French with subtitles, and that's going back and forth, and it's just really good. I know what Quiet, or not Quiet, um, I know what uh, Fragile from... Death Stranding looks like naked, but without mm. old skin. So that's cool. Pretty, I, I don't mean to put you on blast, but pretty great if I recall our Facebook messages correctly. Yeah, Leia Sado is hot. Oh. Um, and then, yeah, it's like mostly made up of the cast that's in every other Wes Anderson movie. You've got Owen Wilson and Adrian Brody and Tilda Swinton and uh, all those fuckers. Bill Murray? Ed Norton. Bill Murray, yeah, Ed Norton's in there. Um, but, like, a vi- Ed Norton has a really small role. I think he only has, like, one line. Uh, the movie becomes, like, a really that. entertaining cartoon for, like, five minutes for no reason. And just... Yeah, this part's animated. Why not? Uh, how, uh... And this does relate to a recent conversation that we had. In the real world, how, uh, how would you rank this against some of the other Wes Anderson movies, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel specifically? <laughs> Uh, well, the Grand Budapest Hotel is, I think, the only other Wes Anderson movie I've seen. How would you I've rate s- it against Grand Budapest Hotel? Um, I'd say the Grand Bu- I mean, anthology movies are weird for me because mm-hmm. it isn't one coherent story. It's just a bunch of short stories that are usually pretty fun to watch. Um, so the Grand Budapest Hotel is, like, it's a legitimately, like, good, endearing story. But, like, each... If you if you turn the Grand Budapest Hotel into a twenty minute movie, all of the uh, French Dispatch movies I think would be better. 
Like, I, I really, yeah. really like this movie. And I, I loved watching Grand Budapest Hotel, but, like, this was just... It was bliss. I, fair. Okay. Doesn't sound like you'll commit to it, but you're saying French Dispatch better than Grand Budapest Hotel. All right. Ryan, what have you been checking out? I've been trying to catch up on Euphoria Ooh. before the season two finishes. I'm through season one now. Um, it's wild. Yeah, I... But not bad. Thank you. I don't know. So everyone's freaking out and saying it's, like, unwatchable. And, like, it's just too real, man. And I just can't take it. And, like, it's not, though. Mm-hmm. It's, like... It's, like, Black Mirror High School Edition. <laughs> like, it's removed from reality. Yeah. It's not taking place in our universe. It's, like taking place in a similar universe where things are a little different there like the rules it's it's good riverdale it's I, like or know, bad riverdale <laughs> evil riverdale i don't know like it's it's the same concept it's like oh crazy shit happening in high school but like well written with really endearing characters and unbelievable cinematography like yeah like good good tv show but like i just I don't know if people just are that removed from high school that they think that that's like the reality of high school. I was like, if you want a real, like actual down to earth portrayal of high school, you watch American Vandal. Like that's, that's actually what modern high school is like. Like this, this is not like, it's it's just not. And that's fine. That, that doesn't make it bad, but like it definitely removes me Mm -hmm. from like really feeling it deep, deep down when, like crazy shit happens because it's like yeah crazy shit happens because this is not our world like it's like watching game of thrones you're always going to be a little bit removed because at the end of the day there's fucking dragons like star wars there's a lightsaber like you're always not you're not going to quite be as like fuck man that hit me right in the like i don't know if you guys have ever seen requiem for a dream yeah but that's that's like the actual grounded in reality fucked yeah, that, up that's everyone's thing. like i can't watch that movie again movie yeah I, uh, exactly i forget who like it's i forget who had sucked. this take uh and i don't think this was a value judgment or anything but i saw someone say that euphoria is the wildest thing you have ever seen if you're a boring person damn I mean, I don't know. No. It feels like that person oh, is okay. just trying to be edgelordy. Like, but... That is a little inflammatory, I'll admit. But I, yeah. I, yeah. It's, a, it's a good show that's doing a lot of experimental shit, and therefore it should be praised. Um, yeah, also watching Peacemaker. <laughs> Season finale for that is this week. Uh, People are loving so that. Exciting. It's a good show, uh-huh. man. If you liked The Suicide Squad, you're, you're going to like it. It's just the same style like with a maybe slightly smaller budget like it's it's the suicide squad the tv show basically okay yeah it's on Um, the binge list fine all right yeah uh and what else yeah playing madden andrew got knocked out of the playoffs so now i gotta win the super bowl without him what a rough time for ireland Um, yeah really dominated thought we would be a a matchup of the Titans, probably the greatest ever combined record of Super Bowl participants. Yeah, if we it would have been met. sixteen and zero and fifteen and one, and yeah. I I thought I had less won. time than I actually had, so I just simulated the first half of the game, and I was losing twenty eight to ten. <laughs> yeah, 
you should have yeah, I just failed. tried, man. I tried. I fought back. I, I got it tied 28 to 28, and then I gave up a touchdown and couldn't couldn't move the ball down the field. I had like 30 seconds left to score again. Couldn't do it. Twenty twenty eight to ten at half after simulating, I feel like you're totally within your rights to bail before playing. I will say the more you physically play, the less legit it is to bail. <laughs> like the more that you take over and try to fix it, the more it's like, alright, but now you're failing. But if you see twenty eight to ten and you haven't even touched the field yet, I feel like that's fair to be like, alright, fuck that. That's not fair. The CPU fucked me. But, yeah. So I'm alive. I still got to play my games. And we'll see. Super Bowl champion round three. Back to back to back Green Bay Packers. Oh. Green Bay Packers forever. Oh, baby, a triple. Yeah. Best of luck to you and best of luck to us as we head into the group chat. We touched on this a little bit. We all wish the Bengals had won the Super Bowl. But, uh, Fine game, I guess. Roommate made a bunch of money off of it. Halftime show was maybe the best in recent memory. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. Yeah, halftime show was amazing. Um, Yeah, like, look, I I wanted the Bengals to win. I was rooting for them. I'm not, like, mad that the Rams won. I got nothing against them. Uh, They they traded for as many good players as they could and everyone kind of knew they were stacking themselves up to make a run like this and i mean any any time that a team wins the super bowl that isn't the outright villain there's always enough stories from the players on it we're like oh yeah they're so happy that they won i can't be mad um when it's a first time yeah winning the super bowl I, team yeah yeah you know what? Congratulations to the city of Detroit for having had a quarterback win the Super Bowl. Not with them, but ever. That's nice. Did you guys see the uh, Detroit Rams gear that they were selling? No. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was just a Detroit Lion logo, but the head was a ram. And it was like, yeah, like a bunch of people in that were Detroit fans were like, yeah, we're still Matt Stafford fans, so we're all going to cheer for the Rams. Because if he wins the Super Bowl, it's kind of like we won the Super Bowl. <laughs> it, it makes it so much worse that Matthew Stafford won the Super Bowl for Lions fans. Yeah, that means like, like you guys... Is a further indictment yeah, of your franchise. You had a Super Bowl caliber quarterback this whole time and could not do anything for with it. over a decade, yeah. and you couldn't even get a playoff win. Like, that's... Such an indictment of your franchise. I feel like, yes, you want to root for him, but part of you has to be like, damn, I really hope that we're not actually that fucked. Mm. But no, you are. You are that fucked. So, yeah. I don't know. The Bengals lost. The timeline's plunging deeper and deeper into despair. Like We might. Honestly, by the next time we record this voluntary viewing podcast... War. World War Three might have started. Yeah. Like we're talking like conventional land warfare, something yeah. we haven't seen in a very long time. Yeah. So, yeah. they're training uh, the citizens of like border city Ukraine or uh, U- Ukrainian border cities, like in the art of guerrilla warfare. Because they're like, yeah, there's a well, good yeah, chance in like six days this is going to be yeah. occupied territory. 
they're going to lose touch with them basically instantly. And yeah, if they want any level of resistance whatsoever, it's it's time to start setting up those militias. I mean, it was time to start setting up those militias when uh, fucking, what's it called, was taken? Georgia? Uh, or <laughs> Crimea? No, uh, yeah. yeah, Crimea. When, when Crimea was taken, that was the time to actually start setting up those guerrilla networks. But I guess better late than never. I, wasn't that like a decade ago? Nearly. Georgia was it like a decade ago? Uh, uh, Georgia was a long time ago. Crimea was what five what? years ago? It was the last Olympics. Oh, wasn't it? Yeah. well, the last the Winter Olympics. Olympics, four years uh. ago. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, who knows, man? We're we're going deeper into this timeline now. Twenty fourteen, by the way. Ah, okay, it was twenty fourteen. So it was it was when Russia hosted the mm-hmm. Olympics. That makes sense. Eight years though. I do like Murderville, Ryan. I'm three episodes in. Oh, you haven't finished no, it yet? No, halfway through. It's like good. Okay. It's not great. I don't, I don't think it's going to make my top tens. Oh. Uh, it's going to be one of those seven out of ten honorable mentions. I... Like, It didn't quite deliver on the concept as well as it could have. That... Uh, half the people weren't very good. Like, You really had to be down for it could... or no watch an entire sitcom with conan uh, not conan uh will arnett and camille, camille that camille, camille. yeah uh, yeah annie murphy ugh. uh ken jong ironically really oh. bad mm. yeah he was he was possibly the worst um that's disappointing yeah camille was great conan was great marshawn lynch was great but for like <laughs> just because boy he was going he was... for it which is all you can ask the for the entire second half of that episode he couldn't deliver a line without it somehow turning into a philosophical statement about how he views life it yeah it's pretty good and uh what's her name was really good too i'm not really familiar with her stuff she's a little bit before my huh. time uh god damn it one second no i can picture her in my Find head her name um, Sharon Stone. Yes. Sharon Stone was yeah. good too. So I guess four out of six. But yeah, as a whole, just kind of yeah. fun. Got a couple of laughs in there. <laughs> Will Arnett's fun. But he really only broke a lot in the Conan episode. Yeah. Like. Conan really got to him. I, yeah, no, this definitely does seem like a project that once it's a little more established and once the people coming on know what they're in for, then it's really going to blossom i hope but i no way there's a season no oh that's i man i like this netflix baby i like this kind of television where it's low budget a fantastic concept executed pretty well and also everyone in this is just a name like when i was watching the first three episodes just even the background people what do we know them from Oh, this is a guy who voiced the warden on Super Jail? Okay, cool. Good for him getting more work. What a big name. Somebody. <laughs> the guy who voiced the warden on Super Jail. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was, it was decent. In Netflix, man. Yeah. There's no way. Andrew, what's it like now that Battlefield Friends is back and knowing that we never have to grow up? I mean... It's kind of sad. On um, some level, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, part of it's like, yeah, this is a thing when we were in high school, and it's still a thing now. Like, these guys are still doing the same thing. I kind of wish they were 
maybe branching out a little bit, but they made a movie. What more do you want? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's <laughs> fair. Um, but also it's like, yeah, no, this game is fucked <laughs> and there's no solution in sight. That's just the point of the entire first episode. Mm-hmm. The the noob at the end, like playing in a solo server fighting bots, because that's how you can actually enjoy the game. That that one actually got me because I'm like, yeah, no, I I it's do a mood. Yeah, I did that a lot. I haven't I, played Battlefield in like what a month, probably over a month. I, My God, we paid seventy dollars for that game. And. Just- engineer freaking out as the hovercraft is climbing the building yeah was also particularly appealing to me because we were there we were yeah. there day one during or during the demo whatever that was but yeah it was great the the dice devs on the phone just being like that was some south park shit but yeah I, I think it landed. Because they're Scandinavian. Oh, yeah. Hmm. All right. I think that's all we got. I think that's all we got for episode 173 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, which will almost certainly be some variation on the phrase mouthful mode. Yeah. Oh, Okay. That's going to be on the short list. If you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok for highlight clips. Act blue link in the description if you want to help a collection of great progressive causes. Uh, support us on Patreon and join the likes of the terrific Tiffany Cole, Sucky Badger, and Sensual Richard Nixon. Or support us through the Anchor Podcast platform. Send us your questions and business opportunities to voluntaryviewing and at, uh, voluntaryviewing at gmail.com. Don't throw an Amber Sampson there. That's not how email addresses work. Follow us on Twitter for updates at V2 underscore podcast. And follow me at Lucas DeWriter on Twitter to keep up with all of my writing. Got a fun one in the works. And yeah, hopefully that is out sooner rather than later. Best of luck with the week, everyone. A lot going on in the world. And uh, yeah, hope this is helping you get through it. Goodbye. <laughs>